And welcome back to Regionally Speaking. I'm your host, Dee Dodson. Corey Arman is a Gary native with a dream of revitalizing his hometown by renovating homes as well as commercial developments. Investing in the future of the city of Gary is his passion, and he joins us now to talk about one of his newest projects that he hopes will help transform the image of his beloved city. Corey, thank you so much for joining us on Regionally Speaking. Pleasure for having me. Thanks for having me. Corey, much of the conversation around the city of Gary centers on blight and sadly disrepair, right? Abandoned homes, long gone businesses, and a once thriving downtown district that is now desolate. And that's where you come in for your community. Before we explore your career as a real estate investor, let's start our conversation by sharing with our listeners a little bit more about yourself, including your background in corporate America. All right. Um, well, a little bit about me. Born and raised in Gary, Indiana. Graduated from one of the best high schools that was in Gary, which is uh, Roosevelt. Or dear old um, Roosevelt, right? Dear old Roosevelt, yes, ma'am. I graduated in 99. Went away to school at Purdue in West Lafayette for a few years, and I ended up coming back home and finishing up here at IU Northwest. Graduated with a bachelor's in business. And I, shortly thereafter, um, I was also working at Cargill, which is the world's largest privately owned company. And at that particular plant, we made uh, sugar, cornstarch, corn syrup, you know, all the ingredients and pretty much the main ingredients in everything that we eat and drink. And that was my uh, professional career working as an inventory manager uh, there for 15 years. Now, while I was working at Cargill, I was also investing in real estate. On the side, I was buying houses, fixing them up. I was buying one house at a time each year until I built up my portfolio. So working nine to five during the day, evening, buying houses, fixing them up, renting them out, doing repairs, you know, things like that. And I did that for 15 years as well. And, And so that's where we are today. So real estate. All while I was working nine to five, and up until my 15th year, which my was my last year at my corporate job, which is at Cargill. I walked away from the job to pursue or continue to pursue real estate full-time. And as of January 3rd of 2023, it's been one year. So it's a year and some change now. I've been off the job and uh, pursuing real estate full-time. And so far, it has been one of the best decisions I've made. Now, as I mentioned earlier, many people see images of blight and If I'm going to be honest, I don't think they can envision or even take a page from the city's current mayor, Jerome Prince, of reimagining Gary Wright. Now, your passion and your hopes are what led you to put your money where your faith is to change the narrative about your community. Talk about the story of your beloved city. Well, again, growing up here in Gary was a wonderful thing. I've learned a lot going away off to school, traveling while I was in school, going to see other places, and then coming back home to finish up. It gave me, when I came back home and and saw, when I compared my city, Gary, Indiana, to where I was at, you know, in West Lafayette and others around the cities when I traveled, I'm like, man, it's hard to, it's hard to envision or to see or to expect or just just envision change or something different when you're in it, Mm -hmm. right? Right. But when you when you go other places and then you come back, when when you see something different and you come back and you see things haven't changed or have gotten worse, I mean, it's one of two things that you can do. You can either settle with what you see and be comfortable or do something about it. 
and I chose to do something about it. Nothing, you know, I'm, I'm no large outfit or anything like that. But my thing was, if I can take just one property at a time and slowly start to revitalize, take a, a property that's on a decent block where a block is, you know, maybe 80% occupied, but it has a couple of abandoned houses. That was when I first started off. Those were my initial properties that I sought after, the ones that were the eyesores on particular blocks. And I'll go after those properties in particular to kind of help, you know, finish off beautifying that block. And that's that has been my strategy, you know, from, from you know, when I first started. So, and it has kind of grown. And I've also built, I have a... Um, I'm a part of a real estate group, and most of us have that same energy. We're trying to take these blocks, you know, one by one. We can't, you know, we can't transform the whole city at one time, but it's incremental growth. And you just take one, two, three properties at a time and just slowly redevelop as much as you can. And, you know, it's rewarding when you take something that has been left vacant, abandoned, and you take it and you revitalize and, and bring it back to life. The neighbors are happy and satisfied. It's another property that's put back on the tax roll that's producing, mm-hmm. you know, income for the city to use off the taxes. Right. So, and I mean, it's a it's a sense of, of pride in myself when I can say, hey, you know, I, I I've taken this thing that was left abandoned and and, and brought it back to life, and, and you're providing a nice, clean, affordable house for someone to live in. Corey, when people see a newly rehabbed home. A revitalized business, it not only sparks interest, but I think to some degree it's it's human nature almost to become excited about the community, right? So is that your hope with the work you do as a real estate investor? It is. It is. We want people to be excited about the community, be excited about the redevelopment, excited about the investment, and also, you know, we, we I want it to be contagious. And not not to say that everyone will have the same means or resources to do what it is that I'm doing, but there's many ways that people will support. I mean, support can be as simple as, I mean, good job, you're doing an excellent job, um, you know, keep keep it going, you know, and, you know, that, that feels good, or hey, they see mm-hmm. me and my guys working, you know, bringing water, or actually, hey, you know what, um, I know someone else that has a house that's been left vacant, and um, you might be interested in it, and buying it, you know, giving other giving us leads to find other properties to that we didn't mm. recognize or missed or didn't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they let us know, hey, there's a property over here. We want to see if you're interested, interested in. And, and and truth be told, majority of my leads and properties and investments have come from just word of mouth. People see what we're doing, oh, how yeah. we're doing it, and they pass the word. And they say, hey, we know someone else, my aunt as a house that she's getting rid of and you know, but it's been sitting vacant. Though. Someone passed and the family doesn't want the house and they just want to get rid of it, you know. So that's that's where a lot of our resources or our leads come from. Right, right. That's that's quite interesting. Now Corey that, that leads me to this. You know, you think about rising inflation, a housing crisis and sky high rent. Let's talk about how your organization, Armand Investment Group, is helping to create affordable housing in the region. Well, the, the, our, our strategy is to, when we're investing in the properties, we try to, you know, buy as low as we can. We keep our material costs fairly reasonable as we can. And all of the property management and construction and rehab is all done within the company. 
which makes it so we don't have to, you know, sub out. And what I mean by sub out, just get outside contractors to come in and do work, which will, you know, inevitably, you know, be a little bit more expensive. So we train people from within the organization, within our company, and we get those guys up to speed. And that way we can kind of keep our costs as low as we can, but still fair to, you know, the stores that we're purchasing from, um, the labor that we're paying. And then that way we can afford that discount price off to the end user, which will be the, the tenant for the property. Now, I want to go back for a moment, Corey, if we can. So you made the decision to leave your corporate job and focus full time on your residential and commercial real estate investment group about a year and a half ago, right? Correct. And you were featured on CBS News. And at that time, they called what you were doing transformative. Let's talk about one of your latest projects, AIG Business Center, a mixed use property. What inspired that latest project? So what inspired that project was, uh, number one, I knew I was leaving the job. I needed an office space for myself to conduct business. You know, investing in real estate in Gary throughout the past 15 years and all the other investors and people that I know that were doing business in the city of Gary really did not have a place to do business in the city of Gary, right? So we would have to go meet mm-hmm. at, you know, just the surrounding city, coffee shops or restaurants or the libraries, you know, in other cities to kind of sit down, discuss business, discuss contracts, you know, negotiate deals and things like that. So with that, what drove this idea was the AIG Business Center. I know I needed an office space. So in this building, it's 100 feet long. We purchased it and I carved out my own personal office in the back. And with the remaining space, I said, well, what would be the best use for the rest of the space? So with other people that, like myself, that was in the community that needed a space to do business. So I dedicated the rest of the space to all of the local business owners with the shared office space, the conference room, the common area, network printer, all of the resources that we would go outside the community to to conduct business. Now I brought it all here in this business, in this building, which is AIG, which is now AIG Business Center. So it's a up-to-date, modern, newly remodeled space where Local and small business owners can come either, A, have their own private office, to have their own meeting that comes fully furnished, or if you just need a place to meet people from, you know, meet, meet people for business, meeting, signing contracts, or just a place to come and get on the computer and have some quiet time. And we have a, a high-speed Wi-Fi, you bring the laptop, come down and, you know, just sit down and get on the laptop and, and, and research some things. Now, Corey, in the time that we have left, I want to pose this question to you. What you are embarking on is nothing short of extraordinary for the city of Gary, but you can't take it on alone. And and you did mention earlier that you are part of a real estate investment group, but are you encouraging others to invest in the city of Gary? I, I, I am. And that's the reason why I share as much as I do via social media, the interviews and things like that. I mean, Again, just like you said, I can't do this alone, but again, I can't wait for anyone else to do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the lead on certain things like with this business center. This building was left, this building that I'm in now has been vacant for, I think, almost 10 years. Wow. And if you, ride, if you ride by the building now, it is one of the best looking buildings on this side of Broadway in this area. Um, again, and hopefully with that, 
you know, I, I, I brought up the aesthetics on the outside, all new siding. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful building. And when the local business owners see or what they see now, it's, it's, I, I, I see things just as small as, like I come here every day and I, I stand outside and I pick up the trash that's around. And now I see other business owners doing the exact same thing. Mm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to lead by example. You know, you know, you like it, you know, and again, like I, I want to repeat myself in saying that I do inspire, motivate other folks to invest in Gary as well, but I can't wait until they do it or wait until I get a group together. Right. Um, God has blessed me with the means and the, the mental wherewithal to, to, to do this thing on my own this far. Uh, and now, you know, I'm just hoping that people are seeing the, the fruits of my labor as far as, you know, the, the transformation of the building, the transformation of the, of the block. And, you know, and I'm inspiring them to, you know, just, just the visual to do the same thing. Now, as you were sharing that, I have to throw this one more question into you is, is in the minute or so that we have left, Corey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the buzzword right now is gatekeep, right? Or rather, don't gatekeep. You hear that word a lot. And you've shared that. You share information out uh, about the work that you're doing, reinvesting in Gary um, via social media. But I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, people, they don't necessarily know. They see you. They see your story. They're excited about it, but they may not really know where to begin. And so... I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay, okay. Would you be open to mentor others looking into getting into real estate investing, particularly investing in the city of Gary? So, so let me let me be let me be careful how I answer this. Mentor for so the group that I'm in, the real estate group that I'm in, it's a non-profit, right? It's uh, the name of the group is Nicea, N I C I A. Our website is n i c i a dot org. N i c i a stands for Northwest. Indiana Creative Investors Association. We are a local group of a diverse group of real estate investors. When I say diverse, I mean realtors, attorneys, accountants, investors, general contractors, plumbers, electricians, you name it. All things real estate, insurance agents, notaries, anything, all things real estate. And we meet twice a month. Now, this is a group that I, when people ask about mentoring or, hey, can you help me out? I want to learn. I immediately direct them to our organization, which um, is over 150 members. We don't all meet at the same time, but it's over 150 members. Mm-hmm. And we meet twice a month. And we go, we, we, we have classes on real estate. Uh, we, we do deep dives. We go to each other's projects uh, to see the progress from beginning middle to the end we we just we talk about numbers as far as what it takes to invest what you expect to get out we we go through terminology roi return on investment arv after repair value like we do all of those things in that group and that's when we we speak of mentoring that's where i direct everyone to go because when you say mentoring a lot you know people immediately get to the Hey, I just want to pick your brain. Hey, right. I just want to, right. I want to meet you for coffee and just ask you a gazillion questions on how do you do this? How do you do that? Okay. And hey, mm-hmm. and they call you, ask me, how do you, and then you give the, you give them all of your time and all of your resource and they turn around and not do anything with it, you right. know, and that's, that's the, 
hardening thing about because I've, I've mentored, I've volunteered, and I've poured into a lot of people, and they turn around and they don't follow through. I'm not saying that I'm getting something from the follow through, but mm-hmm. the joy I would get out of it is seeing you actually follow through, you actually going through and picking your property and fixing it up, renting it out, selling it if you like, rent it out if you like, or moving it if you like. You know, so I have to, we have to be careful of how we give our time and make sure that the people that are are interested, that's really interested and that are really action takers, and that's why I direct them to the group. Because if you're really an action taker, then you want to be around the people that are doing what it is that you're interested in doing, right? Right. And that's, that's I mean, and that's where I got a lot of my motivation from because for, for the first couple of years, investing in this real estate, it was a lonely a lonely journey because I was doing it on my own and I didn't have a, what do you call like a support group, people that I can lean on and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. ask questions to It was just, I read books, you know, watch flip this house and watch HGTV and kind of watch what they were doing and, you know, trying to bring those ideas here. But it's, it's, it's a whole nother element when you are around people that are doing that same thing or are trying to do it to have questions that, that you may have or ask questions that you never thought to ask. So, but I hope that I hope that answers your question. You know, I am so glad, honestly, that I was led to to ask you that question because while I am just so excited about all of the information you've shared about you reinvesting in the city of Gary, how excited I am for what led us to have our, our conversation today, your mixed-use business building in Gary. But you sharing the information that I know so many have probably have never heard of. I've never heard of this organization, NICIA. And so I am so glad that you shared that because I believe that you sharing that information alone will help so many of our mm-hmm. listeners that are interested in taking that, as you said, people, they don't take, they call, they pick the brain. I have many friends who are in real estate and I, you know, I want to ask questions, but sometimes I'm intimidated and or the gatekeep. But hearing that there is a community of people out there, professionals who are out there that are willing to pour back into you to be philanthropic, to share of their time, their talent and sometimes their resources. I think that that is going to help so many of our listeners. So I'm so glad that you shared that information. I really and truly am. Well, it is a great resource, a great tool. And even though I'm a vice president, I'm, I don't. I'm not trying to sell the group to anyone, but I'm telling you, this, this is this is where it all starts. You Absolutely. need to be in, in that room, and and there's not and there's enough to go around for everybody. Like there's there's enough properties mm-hmm. that in the city of Gary. That, yeah. I mean, there's enough for everybody. So there's nothing to hide. There's no secrets to keep. There's enough for everybody. The more, the better. If someone's listening right now, they have a small business that they're running out of, the, out of their home, or they may work for a, a big corporation downtown, but they work out of their home, but they need to get away and have some quiet office space. How can people who are interested in uh, utilizing your space get in contact with you? All right, so we have a couple of ways. Um, we're, we're open Monday through Friday, um, 9 to 6. We're located at 3709 Broadway here in Gary, uh, the side entrance. Um, now, most of you, most of the people would notice that. So this it's a multi-use building. So the front of the building is actually a restaurant. Um, it's not my restaurant, but it's um, oh. we we rent. I built the restaurant space out uh, for my tenants, and I rent the space out to them. It's King's Wings and things. Actually, it's grand opening is today. But the first, the front part of the building is the restaurant, and then on the side of the parking lot, that's where the office space and business center starts. So it's two separate business entities in this one building but 
I can be reached at uh, my phone, which is area code 219-613-2849. We also have a website, which is AIGBusinessCenter.com. And on that website, it has all of our packages that we offer for uh, either just a monthly membership for people that just want to have access to the building or for the annual lease agreement for the companies that small business owners that want to have an office space, have a home office space that comes fully furnished. Um, we also have um, business mailing address. We have a business, we have a mailbox cluster. You get your own business mailing suite for those who work from home, have small businesses at home, or just have um, virtual business, but they need a business address. Wow. And they don't want to use the P.O. box. Right. You know, that's, that's real important for, uh, for businesses when they are applying for business credit and things like that, or when they're uh, registering their business, they don't want you to use the P.O. box. And it's a little challenging when you're trying to get business credit and grow your business when you're using your business, your, your home address. So even though you may not have a physical office, you will have a business suite mailing address where you can get all of your business mail and all that, all that stuff sent to you. Um, you get your own key. It's private. You get your own key. You come in and check it you know, daily or how often uh, as you want. Uh, so again, we can be reached at AIGBusinessCenter.com. Um, our Facebook page is AIG Business Center. It also has the flyers with all our different packages on that, AIG uh, Business Center. And again, my phone number is area code 219-613-2849. Oh, hey, feel free to stop by if you're in the area. We're just one mile, less than a mile south of Indiana University. Right here on Broadway, uh, the main thorough, uh, thoroughfare in Gary, Indiana, right here on 3709 Broadway. Corey, you know, you have shared, again, you have shared so much in our time together today about the work that you're doing in the city of Gary, as well as the work that you're doing to encourage and inspire others to begin to reimagine the city of Gary. And so I thank you so much for spending time with us today on Regionally Speaking. No problem. I, I thank you all for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I- and I hope this information that I gave is, is a either inspired someone, uh, motivated someone, pushed someone over the the curve of hey, getting out of that fear of hey, what should I do? You know, and and, and letting them know that there are uh, resources out there, and and you know, people ride by, you know, talk about Gary all the time. Oh, Gary is this and Gary is that. No, Gary Gary is going to come back. And there are a lot of us out here that are contributing, that are trying, that are dedicating our resources. Uh, to bringing our city back to where it was in the, in the golden days. And I look forward to speaking to you all soon to give another report on how we transformed the whole street of Broadway or something like that. But this, this was great. And I thank you. I really appreciate it. And you're listening to Regionally Speaking on listener-supported Lakeshore Public Media. Interest on federal student loans resumes on September 1st after a pause of over three years. Soon after, on October 1st, student loan payments will officially begin again for borrowers across Indiana. Individuals who haven't had to make a payment on their student loans since the beginning of the pandemic, including some recent graduates who have yet to pay on a loan, will need to prepare for the financial impact of repayment. But the good news for all Hoosiers is that there are free comprehensive resources through Indiana nonprofit InvestEd to help borrowers understand 
and prepare for what's coming, optimize their repayment plan, and reconnect with their student loan servicer. Through InvestEd, Hoosiers have access to experts who offer fast, personalized guidance on their student loan repayment options. Joining us now with the latest information is Bill Wozniak, Vice President of Communications and Student Services with InvestEd. Bill, thank you so much for joining us on Regionally Speaking. Thank you for the opportunity to talk again. So, Bill, no matter where you turn these days, one of the biggest stories focuses squarely on student loan repayments. How can Hoosiers find personalized help if they're confused about how to start repaying their loans? So as a non nonprofit here in Indiana, Invested offers completely free expert help for all Hoosiers that have questions about student loan repayment and all the things going on. As now interest begins on September 1st and repayment begins again on October 1st, um, this is just a time where so many people are calling us having questions all about what they owe, what they have to pay how they get connected up with their servicer, all the different options that they have. There's just so many things right now, and we can help with all of those types of questions, and we're happy to do so. Great. Now, Bill, what is a student loan checkup? So there's federal student loans and there's private student loans. On the federal student loan side, repayment restarting, interest, interest accruing once again, what type of repayment plans are available, um, federal student loan consolidation, is that a good thing? Is that going to help somebody? All of these types of questions are out there. And then on private student loans, sometimes people are paying rates like 13, 14, 15 percent on their student loans, uh, north of 10 percent. And so people want to know if do I have other options or do I have to keep paying that percent? So a student loan checkup, just like a medical checkup, looks at all the different types of student loans you have and then examines what are the opportunities from federal consolidation, private refi, different repayment plans, all of these things. And it looks at all of the options and sort of assesses what would help the student loan borrower going forward. What are the most common misconceptions about whether or not borrowers have to repay on their loans? Right. And this and this goes and this goes in both directions. So there is often a misconception that I don't have to pay. I think it's all forgiven. I don't have to do that. I, I'm not obligated anymore. And oftentimes that's not the case. Um, sometimes the payments might be lower. Sometimes the payments might be um, zero dollars even. Uh, but uh, the obligation does exist. And so steps often have to be taken. So that's, that's a misconception. Um, on the other hand, um, sometimes people think come about it sort of the other way, like I'm just going to keep paying these high amounts and I just have no options and there's no help for me out there. And uh, a lot of times that's not the case. There is some help. There are other options available. So people look at it from two different directions and uh, often it's a misconception and we try to clear that up every time we're able to. Will federal student loan forgiveness for most borrowers happen soon? So the federal student loan forgiveness that everybody heard about for about a year, that is not going to happen. The Supreme Court made their ruling. That's not going to happen. Sort of the blanket forgiveness that we've been hearing so much about. So that's not going to happen. On the other hand, these 
repayment plans, these federal student loan repayment plans, including the newest one, which is called the SAVE uh, plan, uh, which replaces the repay plan. Uh, this one has all sorts of information and options in it where sometimes the borrower doesn't even have to pay any dollars on a given month. You have to get set up. You have to go through the process. But in some cases, you, you, you pay zero. So that's not forgiveness like we've been hearing about it. But in some cases, it will end up being forgiveness over time if the required payment is zero dollars. So that sounds a little confusing and a, a little wonky. Uh, a bit. But in the end, um, the blanket forgiveness is not going to happen. But these other types of pseudo forgiveness may happen and are going forward. And Bill, before I let you go, you know, you've shared a lot of information with our listeners today, but I'll be honest with you, a lot of it sounds like it can be a bit overwhelming, understanding the who, the what, the where, and and most importantly, the how. So for our listeners that would like to contact your organization, how can they do so? overwhelming. It's too much. And the plans just keep coming. There's more and more plans and more and more changes. And it's it's overwhelming. And so that's why we suggest if you call 317-715-9007, 317-715-9007, that's InvestEd, and you'll get one of our experts, and we will sit and take time. And if you need to make an appointment for a different day, that's fine too. And we just take time and we assess everything that you have and look at all the options. And it takes time sometimes. And sometimes people want to email and send additional details and all that. And that's fine. There's no rush. There's no cost. It's expert help. We're a nonprofit. But it is. It's overwhelming. It's a whole lot of rules and details. And we just want to make sure on the other end, you've had a a person to help you um, that you can trust and get to the right place. Bill Wozniak is the Vice President of Communications and Student Services with InvestEd. Bill, once again, thank you so much for joining us on Regionally Speaking, and we look forward to you helping lots of Hoosiers right here in Northwest Indiana. Thank you for the opportunity again. Thank you very much. There is an epidemic of loneliness in the United States, aggravating teens and making them feel isolated and friendless. A new report from the U.S. Surgeon General says loneliness is a major health concern, and it's a key issue high school administrators are tackling as the new school year begins. The good news is that lockdowns are over, and a new school year offers new opportunities to connect with peers, make new friends, and join new clubs. Experts also suggest volunteering as a great way to boost happiness and self-esteem. Michelle Studi-Campbell, an executive director with Key Club International, joins us now to share information about the largest student-led service and leadership organization in the world, providing students with service opportunities that fit the needs of their community. Key Club International says students often experience a helper's high while volunteering, making them feel accepted in and connected to their communities. Michelle, thank you for joining us on Regionally Speaking. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. So, Michelle, you're here with us today to talk about your organization, Key Club International, as well as share information about how volunteering helped teens connect and provide a sense of purpose. But before we even get into that, how many key clubs and student members are there in the Hoosier State? 
Yeah, so here in our fantastic state of Indiana, which is where we are uh, headquartered, we have 110 key clubs with just about 6,500 um, students participating. And then in our neighbors uh, to the north in Illinois, we have over 12,000 students uh, participating in about 150 key clubs. Wow, that is exciting. So what is the best way for teens to develop connections and boost happiness? Well, of course, we think the best way is for students to come together and really serve their community, um, maybe stretch their comfort zone a little bit, meet uh, new friends, like-minded individuals who want to improve the community, learn more about themselves, and develop leadership skills along the way. Wow, wow, that is awesome. So what is a helper's high and how can volunteering improve feelings of isolation? You know, we're coming from this pandemic where kids were feeling totally isolated. So what is this helper's high? Yeah, so there's a great body of research that started in the early 1980s and has continued that when we volunteer, we feel uh, we get these great endorphins or release and dopamine, those feel-good chemicals flowing throughout our brain. Um, that really give us kind of that helper's high. We feel good about giving of ourselves and contributing to something bigger than ourselves. And so that is science and that is fact. And we're excited that Key Club can help provide that. So, Michelle, how do Key Clubs help connect high school students to their local communities? Yeah, so we have um, a full curriculum and handbook that really helps our students uh, through this process. And we are a student-led organization. So from every single local key club all the way up to the international level, we have student boards and student leaders that determine the course of the year. And so at a local high school or community center where there's a key club, there would be a, the group of students who would determine what need fits their passions, right? So they might be passionate about the environment. They might be passionate about homelessness or literacy issues. And then we have a step-by-step process that helps them determine where are their community partners, what is the demand and need in that community, and what are some sample projects to help get them started on some brainstorming that may help provide solutions and relief in those community need areas. Great, great. And I just want to say, Michelle, as a mother of three high school students, I am just so excited to hear about all of the great things that your organization is helping high school students to achieve. Now, before I let you go, I just want to ask you, where can we go to learn more about your organization, Kiwanis Kiwanis International? Yeah, so um, I also want to add real quick, we did our first full survey since the pandemic. And 94% of our students said that when they're in our programs, they feel included. They feel welcomed and wanted and safe, which I think is an incredibly important fact and and statistic from our program here in these times. But if you want to learn more, go to keyclub.org. There you're going to find everything you want to know about Keyclub, including sample projects, learn about other other community organizations that we have to offer, and how you can start your own key club in your high school or community. Michelle Studi-Campbell is the Executive Director of Youth Programming at Kiwanis International. Michelle, again, thank you so much for joining us on Lakeshore Public Media, and I hope that the information that you shared will help all of our high school students right here in Northwest Indiana. Thank you so much. And that's it for Regionally Speaking for this week. Thanks to our guest, and we'll be back with you next week with an all-new show.